Well, welcome back to this Saturday Coffee Clutch with my colleague Heather Lofthouse, Executive Director of Inequality Media Civic Action, and with my former student. And soundboard operator. <laughs> that is a song from Joseph Lawson again, Cool Beans. Joseph Lawson, thank you for your theme music. Uh, Heather, this has been, we, we talk about the, you know, the, the, the week, the good things, the bad things in the week. Uh, how, what grade would you give this week? Oh, that is a question. So because I'm trying to not be fatalistic or cynical, I am going to give it a B plus. A B plus week. Well, that's good. And you're basing your grade on? How I want it to be <laughs> feeling inside. Okay. Well, that's good. I look at, I thought that the hearings, let's, can we begin? Yes, with the please. I thought the hearings of the January 6th committee, the last ones, I mean, this is the big finale. Um, they were a little bit of a yawn, should mm-hmm. I say? I mean, there was no no real new news. Right. Uh, that that chilling video, though, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. actually done by Nancy Pelosi's daughter. I heard that. Who was a filmmaker. Right. Um, it was just, I thought that that was extraordinary. That was worth the admission price. And so for anyone who hasn't seen it, so it was a video behind the scenes, real time, of what was happening, the choices she was making. During the riot. During, during, right, during, during the, the, during during the, the coup. And she was just so cool and strong and strategic and intelligent. And she kept her wits about her. I mean, this is, this is to me, the model of leadership. I mean, I, I think people ought to be, you know, anybody who's studying leadership ought to look and study that particular video. Can you imagine the tension? But right. she handled it with just such a plum. A plum and logic. And a rational approach, and who do we, and a ch- a chess maneuvers, and that's right. And she was on the phone, and she, and I tell you, not to sound too sexist about it, but the men around her, uh, including, uh, you know, our friend who Chuck was Schumer? The, <laughs> the, I was not going to say his name, Chuck Oops. Schumer. Um, they didn't seem very effectual. I mean, she right. was the 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 voice of reason and power. Right. Well, genetics, we know this. Women are bred to be long-term thinkers. That is the most it's true sexist thing I've ever. I, heard and I you studied say. it at UC Berkeley, an institution you hold dear. They are bred to be long-term. What do you mean bred? Well, genetically, our DNA is such that we're thinking about the long-term. We're thinking about getting food. We're thinking about building. We're thinking about and families. I suppose, I suppose men are the hunter-gatherers running around the well, forest. Well, I think your genet- genetics, if I may, skew towards competition this and the near term. So stereotypical. It's, I mean, I'm gonna, what, I'll share in the comments of article. prejudice is made of. I'm just shocked. And those of you out there, uh, this, this is Heather Law. This is humor. <laughs> Can we just <laughs> emphasize this is humor? But no, I don't, really, but, truly. But, but the, look, at, I, back to the hearing. I yeah. thought that the, uh, you know, I don't think there's going to be much consequence from this series of hearings, which I, which I think are extraordinary and can, have completely revolutionized the idea of a congressional hearing. Uh, but I do think that they have established a public record of what happened on January 6th, of Trump's role in what happened January 6th. And I think that they also have tipped over the Justice Department into, and particularly Merrick Garland, into seeking an indictment of Trump. Right. 
And we didn't, I mean, what at one point, we didn't think Merrick was going to do anything. I was sure he wasn't. Right. Uh, because he's, he's, you know, he's, he's very, very conservative temperamentally. He doesn't want to drive a bigger wedge into the country, divisiveness. Uh, I mean, it would be, you know, I think in his mind, uh, for the Justice Department to actually pursue Trump with a criminal indictment uh, would have, uh, you know, explosive consequences for the country, and it will. But I do think that he also is wedded to the rule of law. He is a lawyer. He is, you know, he was, he would have been on the Supreme Court right now, right. Uh, were it not for Mitch McConnell and, and uh, others. Uh, uh, but I, I just think that it, it tipped, I, I, I can't, I've heard things from my friends in the Justice Department, uh, but I do think quite apart from what I've heard, that uh, this has done it. I think we will see an indictment, not before the election, but soon after the election. So not to get grim, but say Republicans win the House. Mm. Is this the last hearing? What are other ramifications? Viewership has not been great, and I don't think it was great. Yes, Thursday, whenever this was. No, it wasn't. And it, it doesn't, it's no longer really moving the needle in terms of public opinion at all. Uh, so I, I think it is the last, um, it, it is the last hearing, maybe even in the unlikely event that Democrats keep control over the House, uh, probably the last hearing, okay. unless there's some just explosive evidence that comes out. And so historical record? Yeah, historical record and pushing the Mary. Attorney General. Okay. Um, and it's interesting that polls aren't saying this has moved people. I mean, you just said that it's not. I think it did. Originally, they did when they started the first of the eight uh, because people were just, I know lots of people, including Republicans, were wedded to their televisions watching it. Um, but it, it gradually lost, like most things, like yeah. serious, like yeah. even, I mean, shall I even say it? Our coffee clutch? Oh, no. No, uh, nobody's, nobody's. No, this is an outlier. <laughs> this, this is, and this is the kind of series that lives forever. Uh, but um, no, I, yeah. I think, I think uh, it is a congressional hearing and uh, we reverted to normal. Uh, so again, uh, prediction end of them, even if the Democrats keep the House. Right. So then the next question has to be new inflation number. This week, yeah. yeah. The, the new inflation number came out, very discouraging, still inflation very, very high. And the Fed officials who are raising interest rates have raised interest rates five times, uh, really over the last seven months, the fastest rate increases we've seen in this country since Paul Volcker raised interest rates very, very rapidly in 1980-81. Uh, but nothing really has happened to dampen inflation. Now, to me, that is proof that the Fed is not really having very much impact because the inflation, much of it is coming from global factors. I mean, you look around the world, inflation is everywhere. Every country is now suffering inflation, most of them worse than in the United States. Uh, and it's pretty clear why. I mean, you're coming out of a pandemic. Uh, you know, we have Russia in, and in, in Ukraine, uh, huge negative consequences for energy supplies and the costs of oil uh, multiplying throughout the economy. Uh, at the same time, the wheat costs, uh, wheat from Ukraine, uh, basically a, a really a, triple, a trickle. And China is all in lockdown right now. And China is the center of all the components technology, technological components uh, that we have in many of our supply chains. And so this is not rocket science. I mean, you can see why you have inflation. 
you have supply, supplies are very limited, uh, demand is still very high, people who have saved, who just want to get on with their lives now that the pandemic is a little over. Well, so that's the economic side. Politically speaking, I get worried, inflation number comes out, and I think, what are the Republicans going to do with this? Well, they are doing a lot with it. Right. And that's, this is the major thing that they're pushing. Uh, you know, the economy's stupid. Uh, I was there in 1992 when Jim Carvel, James Carvel, uh, coined the term. Uh, the economy almost trumps, excuse me, yes. use the expression, almost everything else. Uh, and yes, the Republicans are running with inflation. I wish the Democrats would respond with the number one inflationary force domestically inside the United States, which is big corporations raising their prices because they're using the cover of inflation uh, much higher than their costs of materials and labor are increasing. Uh, and that is irresponsible. It is, uh, they're, they're taking advantage of the situation. They're making windfall profits. Uh, the Democrats ought to be saying we need a windfall profits tax, uh, but they not. The Democrats are silent on this. Why? Why? Heather, why? I know, and it's such a good villain. I mean, this is political messaging 101. It's also the truth. I know, the, the truth matters too. Uh, I, you know, I, I, if, what the cynical side of me says they don't want to, Democrats don't right. want to blame corporations because corporations are still, um, you know, major donors to the Democratic right. Party. And it's also the establishment is hasn't taken this idea on yet. Yeah, the economic um, and business establishment certainly, and the economists, most of whom work for big corporations, uh, they really uh, get very nervous when we talk about, I start talking about corporate power. Right. Corporate power. Oh, is it someone we care about? No, no. I'm going to decline. I okay, decline. I just decline. Hopefully they won't call back. Um, so, okay, so we talked about that corporate power. Come on, Dems. We need more on this framing, including as it relates to the midterms. How many days? 25, whatever it is. Yeah, it's very Soon. close. I mean, Soon. we're talking about basically three weeks. Right. Three weeks. Right. So one thing that happened this week that is one of the reasons I gave the grade B plus instead of... Instead of D instead or of, C yeah. or morose. Right, yeah. all of those. Um, Alex Jones. Mm. Talk to us about... Lovely man. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I introduced him with too nice of a tone. Alex yeah. Jones. Alex Jones. Is that better? I don't... I mean, how, do, how does this society create mm. these kinds of people? I mean, Alex Jones, Donald Trump, Steve Bannon. I mean, these are people who are preying upon, uh, you know, the uh, people who are very, very vulnerable and and uh, look at what Alex Jones has spent his lifetime doing, you know, making huge amounts of money by creating clickbait over total, total lies. Yeah, it's like an addiction to crass. I mean, people are, can't it, get enough. They, they, well, and um, luckily, I mean, you have defamation law, and you have libel laws, and uh, that's what people did. They sued him, and uh, really, it's a spectacular verdict. Uh, almost a billion dollars he's got to pay out. Now, he's very wealthy. You know, he's been raking it in for years with all this crap. I, I'm tempted to say shit, but I, I won't because no we, doubt. we have a higher standard. Here. Right. Uh, but uh, it, it's, it's, I mean, if we have to rely on libel and defamation law, fine. Uh, I say more power to it. And so the good thing about it is it's going to make 
corporations or other individuals be less likely to do the bad thing they would have done, you think? I mean, is it a deterrent, really? Well, I think they're going to think twice. Uh, Dominion Voting Systems is another one. Uh, sued, uh, Dominion sued uh, Fox News and Alex Jones, but a lot of others for saying that the Dominion voting machines were, the, were responsible for uh, making the election uh, unreliable or undermining faith in the election. And that was obviously, there's no proof at all, zero proof. And Dominion voting systems had a, and has a very specific, unlike the Sandy Hook victims' parents, uh, you know, Dominion has a very specific economic interest in this right. uh, and their lawsuits are proceeding. Yeah. And again, I, I can see the danger. You don't want um, rep reputable reporters or the press uh, to constantly be worried about defamation lawsuits or libel. Uh, but I think uh, if they do their jobs as they're supposed to be doing it, they, they shouldn't worry about it. Right. I mean, better gun rights would also be nice. Wouldn't that be <laughs> Instead nice? Instead of relying on lawsuits after the fact. Well, I mean... What Heather, a tragedy, is... tragedy, by the way. Can we just, for one second, I mean... Well, the tragedy, well, they're tragedies. I mean, almost every other day, yeah. um, you know, you're hearing another gun-related outrage, tragedy. And here's another aspect of this election that I don't fully understand. Republicans uh, accuse Democrats of being soft on crime mm -hmm. when we know the data are clear that the major cause of the increase in violence in this country and criminal violence and crime and, and homicides is the abundance of guns. Now, which party is it that has been refusing to control guns? Is it the Democratic Party? Hello? Right. right. Uh, and I wish Democrats would just hit back on that. Yeah, it is a good one. Politically, message-wise. Um, okay. I think we've covered a lot of the week. Your B plus? How depressed are what's where no, are you I'm on your depressed. depression I'm, scale? I, I, I'm look at I I am fired up okay. uh, about all of the things that are coming to the surface that we have to deal with. Uh, and we haven't talked about global, you know, climate change, and we haven't talked about a lot of the other crises around the world. Uh, but uh, Heather, I really do believe that the more these things appear, the more they are undeniable, uh, the more we will deal with them. The the attack on democracy that's going on all around. He really wants to really talk to me today. <laughs> um, your coffee, by the way, is wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Latte is what Professor uh, Reich is having today. I'm having a decaf cappuccino, taking it down a notch. Yeah, well, it's uh, otherwise just you can tell. <laughs> I mean, you would I, we would get both of us C's if we didn't have this kind yeah. of caffeinated uh, quality today. Uh, anyway, Heather, have a, a wonderful weekend. You too. And, and, and continue to be safe, by the way, because there is still a pandemic. Well, I know. I, I talked we, about we, us yes. coming out of a pandemic. Are you? Do you think of yourself as coming out of a pandemic? I mean, I think I do. I have good friends who have COVID right now, and they are okay. And my half-sister has it and is taking Paxlovid. Paxlovid? Um, Paxlovid or Paxlovid? That's what I was asking you. Paxlovid. You say, Paxlovid. and I say. Paxlovid. Uh, um, but so definitely, but I mean, we know this. Get your boosters, people. More boosters, fewer people in the hospital. I mean, do you remember the early days with, I mean, still, it is a very tragic disease and it is rarely with us. We can't deny that. But and long-term long COVID. COVID. Yeah. Long COVID is here and 
you know, who knows right. how much is out there and how many people are suffering with it. But there were hospital shortages of doctors and of, you know, breathing support. And we don't have that now. Thank you to science and vaccines. But so I kind of do. But then I, if I use the past tense, you know, and I say something about, oh, during the pandemic, when the pandemic was here or something, and my child always says, mom, it's not over. Good. He's nine. Good. Yeah, he's in the th- still masks every day for school here in Berkeley. Good. I think so, that's, I'm, I'm, that's, that's where I stand. I, I in between. We have to be on the, I think all of us should be on the cautious side. Yeah. And those of us who are over 100, you know. Stop. Well, over 75, at least. I mean, we have to be even more cautious. But you got so. your booster and your flu shot. Yes, I did. Together. Mm, One in each arm. That sounds tiring. <laughs> and then was, I'm get, I get my delight. booster. I get a delight. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> right. Well, I, I enjoy the science Do you of have it. your booster, all of your boosters? No, I'm getting it this coming Monday. Oh, Hi- good Kaiser. planning. So you can take Tuesday and Wednesday yeah, off. Yeah, you get it. Nice. You get it. Yeah. Thank you. Let me cue up another. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, everybody out there who's been joining the clutch, I uh, hope you have a great weekend and a great week. And uh, hopefully next week, uh, well, we'll grade, we'll do another grade. We like this. Was that the whole theme music? Did yeah, because that's know? our that yeah that's I can redo can it. You do it again. That is that, um, it went by so fast. Deirdre and Deirdre, Deirdre. Mr. Kalp. Hold on, here we go. And Corey Kalp, I think that was it was good, but it was a little quick. Anyway, everybody out there, we love you. Have a great week. <laughs>